That Gene, he's no hack, man. Hey, yo. Oh, that, that like, take you all night? Real no, plate? No, that's like, it's an, older, it's an older Brad joke. I got a newer Brad joke, though. I hope it's Go for it. Well, uh, why are, are all the, uh, why do all the great t-shirts come from Australia? Uh, okay, go ahead. Because they're of higher quality. Oh my oh. gosh. Are what? koalas from New Zealand? No. <laughs> <laughs> Are they like native to there? They're, they're all... <laughs> no. 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 So bleeding. No. They're, like, no. oh, God. they're the no. same. Okay, yeah, they probably are. I was just messing with you. <laughs> you just want to find holes in my joke every time. Gotta kill the... Well, why not? I just want to swish cheese my it's, joke. This is a no fun having zone, Bradley. Yeah. Feel yeah. like... Get out of my bubble. Boy. Because <laughs> it's Bubble Boy. Oh. Because it's a movie podcast and that's the name of a movie. So this is a this is a Bubble Boy conversation? Well. I never saw it, but everyone liked it and I didn't I didn't understand. Let's move on from Bubble Boy. Please. Let's talk about Bubble Butts, the music video. <laughs> My name is Bradley Jones. I'm Andrew Moldenhauer. And I'm Andy Hubert. And this is not a movie review podcast, but a podcast where we try to recall the events in a film that we haven't seen in a very, very long time. This is what we remember about They Live. Were there two or three bad guys in Home Alone? And who was that forgetful fish in Finding Nemo? Join us as we're watching films. See what we remember and what memories we killed. Let's start the show. Here we go. All right, right off the bat, I gotta ask: Is it Roddy Roddy Piper or is it Rowdy Roddy Piper? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Okay. Rural girls. Rural girls. <laughs> All right. So it's got, I think he just built his Roddy Piper in the movie. Oh, it's got Roddy Piper. So he's not Roddy Piper. Piper. So he's not Rowdy in this one. Rowdy 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 Rowdy. 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 But you know what? His name, it never gets said, but I know it's Nada. I remember looking that up at some point. Hmm. It says in the credits. N-A-D-A. -A. Is his... it like a meta thing? Is it... Maybe. Because his name never gets said in the whole film. So there's no name, so there's Nada. Yeah. Nada. I get it. I get it. Okay, so he's like new in town, isn't he? Like yeah. He's strolling well, into he's town. Just, he's just like a drifter. Yeah, because he's carrying like a bag of clothes with him the entire yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, He's just like a, yeah, he just go. he's just like a traveler He's guy. a poor loner. He's traveling with the train tracks, like walking like across the train tracks like a hobo, looking for work wherever he can. But he he knows this village, right? Or the, the city. He doesn't know the city at all. He's just well, coming for work. Okay, because I thought Ernie Hudson is not in this, but he's, he looks like... <laughs> Keith David? <laughs> Because I didn't know his name. Oh, Keith man. Keith David? Oh, yeah. He's done so many oh, great... Well, I know he's done a, a bunch the, of great things. He's a liar from Gargoyles. to love the Navy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, does all the he told me to accelerate my life. I just couldn't remember his name, but... I feel like, he, so he meets up with Ernie, no, God, he meets up with, <laughs> <laughs> you're so hung up on it, yeah, he meets up with that guy pretty early on in the movie, and I thought they were like friends, they, well, they're working in the same construction, like, spot, yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, they're just kind of buddies at the beginning, like, loose buddies, like, work, co-worker buddies kind of thing, right, okay, so they, okay, so they're just meeting up for the first time, and they're already, like, pales, yeah, they're just, you know, they're working, they're the both just uh, working I think he's Joe's, like, I think he's like, 
Smashing rocks or okay. using a jackhammer. I don't know. Doing man, uh, classic, man work. Manly, doing grunty man just work. Just manly men doing manly things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I guess they don't know each other, but I thought they knew each other from Vietnam. Or maybe That's Rambo. Rambo. Oh, no. <laughs> You're thinking of Rambo. Oh, no. You're thinking of Rambo again? No, no, that happened to was me. Was this that limb you were talking about going I out on? I did say I was going out on a limb. I thought that... No, I thought like it starts very similar to Rambo. I thought I Roddy, say. Roddy, Roddy Piper was like his character, Nada. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought I he love was... the idea that it's Roddy, Roddy Piper now. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy two times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he was in Vietnam or something like that with this guy, but I, I maybe he was in the war, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so we'll have to find out. He never wears a uh, outfit that maybe stinks that he. Would be a war vet or whatever, but I wonder. Like, does the does the Vietnam War exist in this? Is this even like the, supposed to be the same universe, or is this like just its own no? Thing? I think it's supposed think, to be. I think it is. Okay. I think that's the whole point of the movie is that it's supposed that to be sense. the same yeah. universe. He's just looking for work, and he's like looking for a place to stay, and he ends up staying with this like group of refugees. That yeah, are just... it's like in a church, isn't it? Something like that. It, it, I don't. I never knew what this was, but is it? Is it like a Hooverville? Remember what? Like the the Hoover Town, like the little work towns. Yeah, like the, the the work program. Remember, like the, remember those uh, things? Little shanty towns. Is that what they were called? I think. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't. I have not heard of this, but that's that. That might be right. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a, basically a bunch of people who are just like sitting by um, fires burning in barrels and just trying to make whatever ends meet that they can to eat food yeah, and little shanty town thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought he was like staying in a church because there's like there a priest, is a there's church. Like a priest guy. He eventually goes into a church. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he's basically just staying with this these people. I think okay. at first. Okay. I definitely remember there being a church. Yeah. Thinking. And I think they welcome him. Yeah. So they're uh, you know community. community when he's. Among these people in, like, the burned-out, like, drum barrels and stuff, I think he ends up in this alley, like, finds a box of these sunglasses. You are... It's later in the movie when all that happens. Really? Yeah, really Okay. Late. That's, like, one of the last things that happened. What? I thought that was so early. I thought that was the... All of the movie. Off the film, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what do you got? So, so there's these, um, like, broadcasts that are happening on the TVs... And oh, I do remember. And that. they're basically trying to like these um, what a, what a, what do they call it? Just rogue broadcasts or like hacked broadcasts about the aliens and that like we're being controlled. Oh, okay. So like it comes in like kind of fuzzy and there's like an underground. Oh yeah, so it's like a pirate pirate a TV pirate, station. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. A pirate TV station trying to like communicate to us that these aliens exist, but it keeps on like getting cut off. And so how does, how does Nada react to this? Like what? He just sort of takes it all in. He's not quite sure what's what until he does get the sunglasses. Yeah. Cause I do remember there's a group of people in this church huddled, huddled around a TV watching this broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he kind of just like slips in with them and starts watching it too. And it's... I, and I think I may be wrong, but I think it's the guy from Day of the Dead who's who's like preaching through the t- TV, and I'm forgetting. Day of the Dead. I'm not too familiar from Day with. Day of the Dead. From the from Day of the Dead. Ah, I'm, and I'll just let that go. But I think that's him. <laughs> it could be. And eventually, he does start seeing things happening. Um, there are these trucks that kind of are like cattle cattling in people who are causing too much of a ruckus that are disrupting. Um, like doing a legal activity of some kind, okay. but it, but they're not really doing anything wrong. But it's like they're pers- they're going against the aliens. They're going against a group. They're like the so these the aliens are coming by with vans and like picking these people off. Yeah, nondescript people. Yeah, they they round them up, and that's the first thing that like triggers like there's a problem, and there may be more to it than okay, okay. There might be something to these broadcasts <laughs> and these aliens being real. 
because they're starting to take these these people from these this refugee camp. So that's like his first clue into this. Yeah. Is it so? Is there anything else beyond that, or does he like follow this van? I think he meets up with the church leader and gets a little more info about what's possibly happening, but he still doesn't fully believe it. So and, even the church leader believes in this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he's actually like the secret leader of like the underground, uh, a lot like rebel lines oh. essentially. So he stumbled upon... He just walked into town and stumbled upon this whole thing. This yeah. whole conspiracy. Yeah. Okay. And I think he maybe gets the glasses from that guy. He also finds a box of glasses. Yeah, he does find the I box. I know he finds the box of glasses. Uh, and he takes one of the pairs and that's when he puts yeah. them on and realizes now he can like yeah. see... Yeah, so it's like the, it's, it. the, it's the next day and I think he I think <clears> he gets <throat> glasses from that, that guy. Okay. Even though he does eventually find the box of glasses. Okay. So he gets the the glasses. Is there I don't know, I don't want to jump ahead so he, if there's he, anything else. No, no, I think that I think you're caught up. It's a pretty short film. It's only about 90 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he finds the glasses and he's like for the first time walking around the city streets with these glasses on. He starts seeing that the billboards say things like obey, yeah, the, con- the consume. money, consume yep. the money starts to say like this is your god, I think on it. Yes. That's what the, the cash says. I mean, it's like, pretty much the billboards are probably, like, already saying stuff like that, but it's just, like, it's basically summed up in, like, one yeah, word. Yeah, it's like a yes. suntan lotion ad. Yeah. Essentially, like, he's looking at, where it's... <clears throat> but, like, so everything, when he puts on the glasses, everything's in black and white. Yeah. And he can also start to see that some people's faces look kind of like skeletons in a way. Yeah, like, like zombie s- skeletons. Yes. They're like skull faces, sort mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and they have glowing dot and so, eyes. And so those are, like, the aliens that just look like people. Yes. But they're We're mixed, with, and they're mixed with regular people, yeah. Yeah, so not everybody is an alien, it's just a lot of... Just a bunch of... But very s- noticeably, um, a lot of all the low-class people are human, and all like the higher-class people are aliens. Like, there's a lady oh. wearing like fancy clothing, or like the guy running the uh, magazine shop is, is human, but the people like buying from him are aliens. Okay, I guess I never even picked up on that before, but it makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. So they're the ones that are in power is what they're basically saying. Exactly. Now, what I remember next is he tries to get... I'm sorry, what's the guy? Keith? Keith David. Keith David, yep. Keith David. He tries to get Keith David to look through these sunglasses, and he, like, absolutely refuses mm-hmm. to the point that they get into a fist <laughs> An fight. An amazing the, fist the fight. That fight. lasts yeah. for way too long. It's so long. <laughs> it, yeah, it's about, it's about nine minutes long. I've, like, I, I, I haven't watched this it. whole movie in a long time, but I've watched that scene specifically on YouTube plenty of times. Yeah, I think it's about eight minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> it's really seconds, funny, so and it's, it's way too long. It's really good. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> definitely probably exists in there because Rowdy Rowdy Piper is in the movie, and... <laughs> They thought it would make sense to have a fight scene, but it is to the point where some parts get really boring. It's like, I remember there's like points where you think it's over, like three or four yeah. times where you're like, okay, they're wrapping it up, and then they just start going again, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, let's... <laughs> but correct me if I'm wrong, like at the end of that eight-minute fight, he finally just agrees to put the sunglasses on. Well, he's so beat up that he can't... Def- he can't, like, not... Himself. Yeah, he can't keep okay. I think he... Yeah, and I don't know if he does it. I think he actually, like... He fakes him out uh, still again. The fight continues. Keith <laughs> <laughs> Davis like, right, I'll do it. And then he doesn't put them on and like, breaks them. Yeah. He, he breaks the glasses and then Roddy Piper gets mad at him again. Yeah. What, what's his motivation for not wanting to put on some sunglasses? He <laughs> doesn't want to do it. If some weirdo is like, put on these glasses, I'd be like, I don't know. 
Oh man, what's wrong with those glasses? There's also a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about there's that. There's also a part where Keith David is just kneeing Roddy in the balls <laughs> over and over and over I'm and so over I'm so excited again. to watch this fight scene. Oh man. Yeah, they use every bit of that alley in the fight scene too. Yep. They, they, they use every the bit of the footage that they shot for that day. Roddy Piper goes for a low blow and Keith David goes, you dirty mother... And he blocks, he blocks the hit like yeah. at the last second. Oh, um, okay, we missed a little part. Right before this, um, he... He's trying to escape, uh, like security guards or something. Yeah, like, like that. police or something. And he yeah, ends up he ends up um, kidnapping Meg Foster, who is the girl in the film. I think that happens later. I, that happens, or it happens right after this. I mean, it could be the right. Movie's, after the movie's this. almost over at this point. <laughs> well, there is though, because there is a part like I don't know. It's near the fight scene. Uh, I don't know if it's before or after where he like I don't know if he kills her, like just like knocks out a policeman and like takes his gun. The guy was an alien, and he like knocks him out and takes his like alien gun. It just goes on like a shooting spree for a while. The order of events in this movie are a little confusing. I'm not sure when he meets yeah, up with Mike Foster. Wait, so when he goes when he goes to that bank to shooting, shooting spree, spree, is that when the bank stuff yeah, happens? Yeah, I think so. Because he comes in with a gun yep. to that bank. Yeah, that's that's after he took it off like a, of a security guy or something. That was also an alien. So wait, what's this whole security situation? Why is he being chased by security guards? I don't, I don't know if maybe they just identified him as like one of those yeah. rabble rousers now that uh, he has so yeah he's inside of like a grocery store he's basically just picking fights with the aliens that are in there yeah he's like causing scenes <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then suddenly one of the aliens has something and like they're like they have a lapel microphone and they're like someone notices and that's when like the security okay. guards can uh, call yeah, yeah, yeah. okay like one of them is realizes what's going on so he's at this grocery store he he gets these guys call in for security he's running away from them but as he does that he kidnaps this girl. Well, yeah, after, at some point, he's, he's on the run. Yeah, she's and... getting into a car, and he just needs to get out of it. What is she, she's like a okay. news person? I don't think so. No? Maybe. She works at the, uh, at the broadcast. So, let's just spoil it right now. She's a human working for the aliens. Yeah, she's a collaborator. Is she? Yeah. Yep. Because he puts on the glasses and sees that she's okay. So he the, trusts her, and it, yeah. But at the very end of the film, she betrays him. Ooh. Well, I'm excited to see that because I don't know how this movie ends at all. I remember there, there's like a scene where they go to like this house. They go to her house. It's okay. up, up in the hills. Like yeah. A really rich part and of the town. She like pushes him out a window. Right. And that's... he like falls down a hill for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah. He thinks he's okay and everything's like fine and she believes him. But it was just like a ruse to for her to throw her out of a window <laughs> down a giant hill. And he's just rolling all the way down. He just gets up and just goes on with his day. <laughs> that's like all that happens. Oh, he's like, right. Yeah, that scene's over. Take him down. Come yeah. on, <laughs> that is amazing. And I think that's when he goes back and the 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 rebels like show him their yeah. their whole area. They're like like, so like we have weapons. We have we have a plan of attack. We're gonna take out their the radio signal that they're broadcasting. Yeah. From this so radio like station. the ending of the movie, I do remember, takes place like on the on the roof of a building, right? Yeah, it's where the broadcast the, where, tower is. Yeah, the where the there, there is a tower there. Yeah. And there's, like, helicopters flying around. He's trying to, yeah, and he's trying to, like, destroy the tower. Yeah, I mean, they're basically just trying to stop him from destroying the tower. And But, yeah, she, the girl's there again. I think as they, to break into the tower, it's all, I remember, like, it's a very big trouble little China scene where they jump down, like, a hole, and there's, like, an underground passage to the radio, radio station. Okay. Then that's how they get in. That sounds familiar. So, I mean, this it's John Carpenter, so it wouldn't be too far-fetched to see right. a similar scene. But. Right, right. And the now, music, too, is very John Carpenter throughout the whole film. Well, isn't it his music? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but like, so this radio tower is it? I, I might have missed you guys already saying this, but is it? It's broadcasting a signal on behalf of the aliens. Yes, it's it's broadcasting and, a symbol that's like causing everyone else to not be able to notice all the like crazy things, except for some people. Like it helps suppress all the normal people from noticing the aliens. Do we ever get an explanation of why these sunglasses work or how they work? They're cre- I think the rebels created them. If I'm not mistaken, that could be. I don't know if we I think they did. like had technology to try to work through the signal. Okay. I think that's what sunglasses were. They could also be of alien make, and I don't know why they would do that. But I feel like the rebel group made them. Yeah. And like a box of them just yeah, got I don't know why thrown away at some these point. Glasses, but okay. So what ends up happening at the very end of the movie then? She betrays him or something on the tower again too like she shoots him or does she yep he he dies in the film at the end of the movie yes but there's an i know there's an amazing scene where he's like falling and he like flips off the aliens as like the last thing that he does while he's falling off the building but it's like right after he managed to like destroy the tower they they, they succeed in destroying the the tower he's just yeah he's just like falling away flipping off the the aliens like "Ah, i win in the end yeah, I think there's something more where they, like, at the end scene where they're in that radio station where they're shoot, a lot of shootouts. Yeah, and... I have to believe there's a bunch, like, a big shootout battle in the, in the station. Mm-hmm. There's alien technology all over. And... There's, like, some part where he goes to, like, an alien, I don't know if it's, like, a stronghold or just, like, like an alien room where, like, there's a bunch of aliens and human collaborators and they think he's also a collaborator. So, like, some guy's like, hey, what's going on? Let me show you around. New guy takes him around, like, just basically showing him all this alien stuff because they don't realize that he's not, like, one of the good, like, that he's on the side of the aliens. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, like, full of rich people and aliens that are posing as rich people. But I don't know when that happens. Yeah. Or, or even if huh. that happens, really. I don't know. The order, the order, the order, order of events, yeah. Like, like like some of the other films we've done. The order of events is a little fuzzy in terms of where everything actually They're there. Place. They're just not in, in the correct yeah. chronology. Yeah. And everything happens very fast in the film. Too. Oh, yeah. This is a fast-paced picture. Oh, you said it's also very short. So this is one where yeah, every the, minute the, counts. Well, the first act's a slow burn, and then it really picks up. Every minute counts, especially in that fight scene. <laughs> you, need, you need an eight-and-a-half-minute fight scene if you're making a movie. <laughs> With, with Rowdy Rowdy they're like, Piper. They're like, look, we spent the money to keep David in here. We're going to get our money's worth out of him. He's going to fight every bit. Seriously. I mean, they're two buff dudes. And they they can sit there and... Uh, <laughs> talk, talk to me more about buff dudes. Like get all like, oiled ooh, up ooh, and, uh, you know, bust out those those underwear. Um. <laughs> so what, what are your favorite buff dude movies, would you say? <laughs> with underwear. Uh, well, Junior. We were talking about Rambo already. Rambo, yep. Yeah, little do you know, Andy is a movie buff buff. Oh! <laughs> He's a movie buff buff. I mean, if you go back and you look at Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious, he's pretty ripped. He's about Rambo ripped. And he's been drooling all over those uh, Jumanji production stills out with The Rock. Ooh, haven't seen him, but... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, The Rock is in Jumanji? He's in the the Jumanji sequel. He's, like, headlining it with Jack Black and Kevin Kevin Hart. Hart. (laughs) Damn, that's gonna be good. (laughs) (laughs) Said no one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Said literally just Kevin James, The Rock. (laughs) Kevin Hart. Maybe Kevin James said it too. too. Kevin James said it, I'm like, I can't wait to see that Jumanji sequel. I'm gonna watch that. Yep. Well, that's been uh, Jumanji talk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, we we can't skip over the fact that we probably know that he says that amazing bubblegum line. Yeah, yeah. People would be mad at us for Yeah. I'm sure they were already mad at us for not seeing it. Yeah, we brushed over (laughs) it. Yeah, that's true. I came here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And And I'm all all out of gum.
<laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm all on a bubblegum. Bubble he says bubblegum. Okay. okay. A lot of bubblegum. Which is also used in Duke Nukem, which is yep. inspired by this. And I feel like this movie inspired a lot of things. I, I in, would in say... In our culture, I would say. I don't know. How many more? Uh, well, probably. Yeah. So John Carpenter was doing pretty good in the 80s. And this is like, probably like one of the last... Six, I think this maybe? is like the last '80s movie he made, or Could pretty be. close to it. What year, and then, like, what his, year was this film? I, if I'm throwing out a number, I would guess '88. I'm, I was gonna say '88. Okay. I think this came out right after Big Trouble in Little China. Prince of Darkness maybe came out in '89, though. He might have had one other film, In the Mouth of Madness <clears throat> or whatever. Wasn't there another one he had? But yeah, I don't know. I think he like he definitely slowed down a lot in the '90s. I mean, John Carpenter's Vampires, I think, was his last good film. If, yeah. it, if you can call that a good film. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just remember this one was like a little bit of his lesser works. Um, but it has parts that I like. Yeah, it's definitely the most messagey, direct yeah, messaging. directly messaging. Yep. Yeah. Consumerism of like, you know, being more popular than, and, than the culture. It's similar in, in a way to um, Halloween 3, the witches. I forget the name of it, but... Season of the Witch? Season of the Witch, which he had... I, I believe he, like, co-wrote the story for it. I've heard that movie was a train wreck, though. Yes. yes. But it has, like... So it has kind of the same thing about consumerism. Oh, consumerism. Yeah, that's right. People like, watching TV. There's, like, an evil candy company or something? Or, yeah. Or a Halloween mask company that's making a bunch of yes. money or something like that? So okay. there's, like, a... There's kind of a direct connection between the two, in a way. But it, it is more of... This one is, a, like, flat out more of a message, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Are you done yet? Is that it? I was trying to think of. I was trying to think of some other things that maybe. I can't think of anything. That significant. In the We're phone. gonna be watching this. I'm gonna be like, oh, of course that happens. And yeah, he gets a sweet shotgun. I think in that the bank scene. Uh, there's a moment where he's like about to either shoot or kick kick the butt of a security officer, but it turns out to be a human. And he like hesitates, oh. hesitates to do it. And he's like. Oh man, I almost killed a, I almost killed a human. Oh, there's a weird flying surveillance robot that's in the sky Ooh. that you can see. Seriously, is it the same one from Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a robot one. It's not like a uh, okay. creature. It's not like a monster with like an all-knowing <laughs> eye. Yeah, but that's also in in the film, and he like shoots that down. Where do these aliens come from? Do we ever find out? I, I are never... they from Mars? Well, I think I think we I think we learned some of that when he's in like the being toured around the aliens place and they like explain that kind of independence day where they like go planet to planet stealing resources and causing global warming yeah maybe they have an ultimate plan to wipe out the race i think that's but... part of it and then and they just placate whatever species is there until they're done with the planet and leave okay those sons of bitches sons of bitches <laughs> I don't, do the aliens have any, like, powers or, like, laser guns? I, I want to say that or... the guns are, like, as, like specifically alien guns, but I, I don't have anything to back that up in my head. Everything I remember is him using, like, a crazy big revolver, that shotgun thing, and I feel like they're regular guns, even though for some reason I feel like they're alien guns. <laughs> do you think aliens really exist and they walk among us? Well, clearly. Well, I think aliens exist, definitely. No, and, but... and walk among us. Well, I was going to say, but no. <laughs> no, I don't think they walk among us. <laughs> but yes, I do think aliens exist. And walk among us. Because you can't... If they exist, they walk among the us. All right, I'm going to 
I'm going to backtrack. Aliens don't exist, but they walk among us. <laughs> All right, we're going to figure out if aliens exist and walk among us, or they don't exist and walk among us, or the third option, they oh. don't exist and don't walk among us. Look, the truth is out there, All right. okay? And we're going to figure it out in part two. Bye. <laughs> We still have t-shirts available at whatremember.com. Thanks to those who already bought one. Thanks to those who are going to buy them. It figures it would be something like this. Our nation, our ideal of Excuse me. You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1957. You... You're okay. This one, real and ugly. Oh. You see, I take these glasses off. She looks like a regular person, doesn't she, huh? Put them back on, formaldehyde face. That's what That's we got. That's enough out of you. You get out or I call the cops. Call the cops? You know what you need? You need a Brazilian plastic sword. I've got one that can see. All right, welcome back to part two. Uh, Hooverville was a shanty town built by homeless people in the U.S. during the Great Depression, named after the president at the time, Herbert, Herbert Hoover. Hoover. Who invented the vacuum. <laughs> Who invented the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so. The more you know. I'd never heard of that before. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to get that out there while you two looked at me like I was a dummy. And I, I, I thought maybe the name you, was wrong. You didn't believe me. You I backed me up. You. We saw they live. Um, mm. I got everything pretty much right. The corrections and things. I'm surprised that probably we, aren't we gonna were be pretty accurate. The order of events, which in this film does not seem that important. Uh, yeah, uh, it was maybe a little off, but yeah, you could, the scene just kept moving one from the other, whatever order they chose. Man, Roddy Piper would just turn a corner and be down in a different part of the city anyway. <laughs> or go come out of a door and be in a different alley altogether. And that fight yeah. scene was or not Or jump the, in a hole. The, <laughs> <laughs> the fight scene was definitely not the only scene that seemed to take forever. <laughs> Although it did take forever. Yeah, I will say it that's, was at least that's one thing. Minutes. This whole movie is not fast at all. It seemed very slow to Like, me. after he falls, after she, he gets roundhouse kicked out that window and falls down the Yeah, hill, then the movie gets going. The, he, like, lays underneath the balcony of another house for, like, a three-minute scene of him just laying there and kind of rolling over one of the concrete supports. Just that scene has no purpose. Just contemplating life and all its mysteries. <laughs> I do have a question. Yeah. Do you think this film would have been better or worse? Don't say it. With Kurt Russell. Oh, I knew you were going to say it! <laughs> Way better! Oh, oh man. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Oh. Yep. I want to say it would have been, but I'm glad that Rowdy Roddy had his time. Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, I agree. I, I, this is probably the best Rowdy Roddy picture, I would say. <laughs> this one is Frogs Come to Helltown? He's got like four of the like, sci-fi like duds that oh, are just boy. not good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this... And just one liner after one liner. That's pretty much his yes, lines in the yeah. film. Keith David was my favorite in this. He yeah, was amazing. He was acting circles around. As everybody. he always is, but yeah. I don't even understand the bubblegum line. I'm realizing that now. I don't understand why he says it. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> because he has to deliver one-liners. That's yeah, what he does. One liner after one liner. Did he do that as a wrestler? Uh, no, not really. The, the trivia, his are pretty long. The trivia mentions that apparently he thought of that line when he was trying to think up lines for wrestling 
Like that's, <laughs> that was like in his like line bank for wrestling, and he ended up using it in this film. All right, I like that. I'll stand by that. What what type of corrections could there possibly be? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of if there's just anything. the ordering of the things. We didn't mention the whole galactic airport. <laughs> yeah, the galactic teleporter device. Yeah, I don't remember that happening at all. So, uh, so does it sort of like it's kind of like sets up a sequel in a way, right? With the dude who jumps away. Yeah, and the technology like still being out right. there and everything. Yep. Like that's I do have a question of whether or not they all they did was take down the transmitter for like the the, the L.A. region. You think that would be enough? Uh, I would like, think so. I mean, I think that'd be a big deal because yeah. then you got all all of a sudden you have like a whole city that's aware. Yeah. What's, so what's the aftermath that it's got to be just like either a, a like a civil war us against the aliens and yeah I don't know that's like a whole movie altogether and could be a thing. Um, yeah, I guess that. So like the point is he just like took down the tower to show that aliens exist. Right. It doesn't get rid of the fact that the aliens are there. No, but that's why yeah that's why we see at the end the full color aliens and all the people reacting to suddenly discovering them living with them. Including the the set of boobies at the end, that, yeah. that is like the last that shot just of the ends film. With girl's boobs. Are are we better off uh, not knowing that the aliens? Existed? I was gonna say, like, do you, would you side with with the the bum turned rich dude at the end who's like, look, guys, we all sell out. Might as well sell out to the winners. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like that Holly character, like she kind of had the same philosophy in a way. For yeah. sure, she saw the light, and so so it would be. She was she, yeah, she was on board in it for greed. For the money. I mean, if they were going to give me a tuxedo, I'd probably sell out. I'd be like, sure. I want a tuxedo. Seems fair. Yeah, what do you... What do you? The aliens are really just controlling us. I, I mean, they're, they are killing us by changing our atmosphere. I guess this is their big goal that we didn't quite get into. Yeah, they sort of um, gloss over it where they talk... Yeah, they're like slowly terraforming Earth with global warming to yeah. be more like their planet, mm -hmm. I guess. Making our planet or our planet like their planet. To ultimately, I guess, just end our existence. Or... Yeah. So, what are they doing here? Just like gathering resources from us, or yeah. Well, it sounds like they were saying it's it's just like a like a rare, like real estate development, basically. Like the aliens <laughs> are like, oh, here's a world. I'm gonna buy it and make it into something and make money in the intergalactic real estate market. Also, what about like procreating with us? You think that's like a? You think that aliens like one of the normal aliens, or is that pretty out of the ordinary to like have sex with a human as an alien? Uh, be cool. Like, if it's a big taboo or something. Yeah, because like... they think that we're ugly. There's one of the alien, like, police officers comments on how Roddy Piper looks just as, um, ugly as they do to him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So, I mean, if... There's so was... many of them, though. It's very like... Twilight Zone-esque. They're probably just trying to blend in as much as possible, but then, like, it's, it's this weird I mean... kind of, like, inter, like, species, or, or, like, opposite species, like relationship yeah it was kind of funny because they talk about like every, you know they're just trying to suppress people and to obey and consume and all that stuff but like at the same time like the you know there's all these aliens that are also apparently fully living that same life like they're in the stores buying the foods and reading magazines yeah. even though they know it's all like a lie i guess yeah, I'm wondering if that's just their existence and that's what they yeah. know and love too Ooh, so it's this movie's deep it's layers. Yeah. Right there. Um, I was gonna, oh, can an alien and a human have a baby, and would it be an alien baby, or a human baby, or a half-alien human baby? It'd be baby? a hybrid baby. And, and those gotta exist, right? I mean, yeah, with, um, I with the sunglasses on in that, I mean, you could probably see it, but with the, oh, uh, I don't know, like, that would look, like, really disgusting. My guess is that they would not be able to no? procreate. But you could bang all night. 
All so all the aliens had were just like weird like skin but and like a weird face but they were pretty much the same shape as us and everything. The uh, one yeah. naked alien at the end has like a weird discolored skin. Yeah, it's like yeah. All, I mean, if you look closely, like all of them do have weird discolored skin, like blotches throughout mm-hmm. their their body. I did like that. Like I wasn't thinking about it throughout the film because every time we see them up to that point, it's you always black and white. And then at the end, yeah, like, the color contrast was actually pretty cool. Because they were, like, purple and green, yeah, or in, like, yellow and stuff. Like, striking colors, which was pretty mm-hmm. So you're saying you're attracted to the alien race? I mean, race? I wouldn't be opposed. If, if you found out that your <laughs> wife was an alien, would you just go along with it? And just be like, yep, I loved, I loved you as a human. Might as well love you as an alien. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that though. No, <laughs> nothing's are, different. Human ladies are pretty hot. Nothing's different. She, she just looks like an alien now. Yeah. So everything. And different. she was an alien the entire time anyway. That makes yeah. me. I feel like we need to do like a shallow hell meets <laughs> meets they live spinoff. Oh my gosh, shallow hell! I just didn't, didn't make that connection that they live until just now. <laughs> I mean, I they're almost the same has. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Hubert is the first one to connect the two. I'm just like I was the first to connect. Dude, where's my car with Fast and Furious? Look, this. That's what you gotta do. Uh, there's a couple of just like really good character actors, just like kind of a, around saying lines. Um, wouldn't look crazy important. There's this one leader of resistance guy that kind of just overacts every line, but you still you still feel sad when he gets killed. Uh, there's some things that I would criticize in this film, but at the same time, it's it's not really fair. I feel like a lot of it is also being a product of the '80s, because there's like the classic Rambo style, like sometimes like people standing ten feet apart, shooting at each other with full auto guns from the hip, and whoever completely. like one side is clearly supposed to win, so they hit everybody they're aiming at, and the other people never hit anyone they're aiming at. And that happens like repeatedly in the film. But that again, that was just it's just how they did gunfights in the 80s, basically. They, they, they do a few different gunfights. There's the end in the hallway, there's the wide open one right before that, and the very beginning. The one in the shelter, the yeah. resistance shelter. Yeah. Um, Let's just think, I, think about how, so, like, that is very rare in movies to see that kind of, like, giant gunfight, that many people. The, the other thing NFL. I was gonna say, like, you do see this giant gunfight and all these characters dying, but then the main three characters end up dying at the end of the movie, and you never get to see any of them shot or a bullet hole That's or true. anything. They just kind of fall off frame after they get hit. Yeah, yeah, like that was that was actually really weird. Uh, like I understood it with uh, Keith David's character because. I mean, she shoots him right in the face, and the, yeah, they cut away shotgun. right, it's, it's right it's at like that a, moment. It's an interesting. And cut. so that was a good dramatic cutaway, I think. But when when Holly gets shot, you it's, don't see it a, at all. It's just yeah, it's like, like a medium close shot, and she just falls backwards. Her, like all of a sudden, she just gets this face, like she just pooped her pants, and then <laughs> like falls over. Yeah, I don't know if it's just you know the giant carpenter save money anytime you can kind of mentality. It's weird or... because yeah, other times when you see people get shot, they have really good like squib effects of like the blood spatter and people like falling over. And yeah, then then with Holly and with uh, uh, Rowdy Rod, it's like nothing. It just their face is like oh now I've been shot, and that's the only evidence you have. Yeah, it's not not brutal at all. It just sort of happens, moving things along. I'm wondering why none of the characters get to live in They Live. I don't know what the mm. what the reason is to really just end in a really bleak way. That yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I would. There's I, no way out of this. I could say yeah, that that's part of it, or just the fact that that's kind of an unconventional ending for a film. Sort of, I mean, because he kind of does the same thing in the thing. Yeah, like at the end of that movie, you're not even sure ambiguous if a bit. yeah, like it's ambiguous about if they if he lived or so 
kind of. A I mean, in a way, though, thing. the character had a success. He he died, but he still managed to um, complete his mission in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like he's like a martyr, I guess, for the, well, the planet Earth, the, yeah, or, or L.A. And at the beginning of the film, when he rolls into town, he's kind of like the idea is that he's searching sort of for a purpose at that point because he's like, you know, I did this one thing for ten years, but now I can't do that anymore, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so he ends up finding a purpose. It's 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 a it's it's a romantic story. He does have a wedding ring on in the movie. It never gets brought up that he has a had a wife oh, or has a wife. I didn't even Keith, notice. Keith David said he had a family. We yeah, we yeah, never got to see that. Problem. Never got to see his family. Yeah, he just uh-huh. ambiguously Did mentions. He, he, he mentions, said his family is back in Detroit. I think he said, yeah. he said he left them back in Detroit. It sounded. I thought he was the line, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Because then later, Did yeah, he murder his family and leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't know that. Come on. He's, just, you know, wiring, he's just wiring up money every so often. He's like, hey, I'm out here in L.A. living the dream. Here's some money. He sent it to a, his own bank account. <laughs> so he's not. He's talking to in himself. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know we said that this movie probably takes place in whatever its current year is, but I feel that the economic structure is way worse um, in this film than yeah, it was. Yeah, it does that. seem very Great Depression-y. Yeah, it's very Great Depression-y where nobody has money and everyone's just scraping to get by. There's no work. There's yep. a so- Roddy Piper meets with a uh, social security officer and he doesn't... He, she doesn't have work for him, and he's just trying to just make do. Yeah, he goes to like yeah, like the jobs placement office that like uh-huh. apparently seems really huge. Like that's like a big thing. She met with a, yeah, like a vocational expert, and she, she was extremely rude to him. <laughs> as as a social worker, Andy, tell us about that interaction. Uh, <laughs> would you have given Rowdy Rowdy Piper a job? Well, it's not about giving him a job. <laughs> oh, I see. I There's always something with you people. <laughs> always got to get to that bureaucratic she, tape. She just could have presented it in a much different way than she that she did. <laughs> yeah, she really was like she was in a looking bad down mood. her nose at that guy. She's like, I don't have any work for you. <laughs> like, wow. Wow. Yeah, who knows if she was an alien or a human at that point. We, yeah, we, we don't get to know. know. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Oh, that's an interesting thing. She's wearing a nice dress, though, so that's, that tells me alien. And uh, Roddy never looks in a mirror. Who could who knows if he could have been? What uh, if he's an alien and doesn't realize it? Oh. Although I think Keith David would have realized Yeah, it. probably. It yeah. would have been very And all the other people that were in such Yeah, but what if? We should also say that this uh, is based off of a short story called 8 O'Clock in the Morning. I'm kind of curious to to read it. How many pages is it? Did you see Um, that? I didn't see how many pages it is. Yeah, I know The Thing was also based off the, uh, you know, a novel pushed by Sapphire or uh, whatever. And um, I think just John Carpenter just likes to use those things as a source material for for his films. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... By someone named Ray Faraday Nelson, it was uh, it came out in 1963. I mean, the basic synopsis is the the same as the movie. Just it says that a man wakes up from hypnosis and he's the only one to start seeing like reptilian creatures. He sees signs and uh, televisions that say subliminal words. Pretty much, basically, basically the same plot as the movie, I guess. How sad is it that this? story is relevant then in the 60s and the 80s and the now i mean it's it's this has always been a rele- relevant story yeah yeah just consumerism and greed and people manipulating each other and keith david goes about um <laughs> explaining how everyone's out for themselves and they're just trying to look at you like they want you to work together but then they'll take any moment they can to stab you in the back to get ahead i the- you mentioned while we were watching it that it seemed like Rowdy Rod's character and Keith David's character kind of flipped characters 
a cup once or twice because there are because yeah keith david has the big exposition about like when he brings him to the the hoover town and he's just like we're just here scraping by trying to work together and, and Roddy's really optimistic and like, oh, I'm just trying to get the American he's dream like, yeah, to happen. I'm just doing my, I'm just gonna work and do work hard and I'll be a success. And then later, <laughs> it's moments later, like, like when they're in the alley, scenes later, when they're in the alley and have their fight scene too, like that's what Keith David's like. Look, man, I'm just trying to get by on my own. I don't need. <laughs> like, yeah, so how they convince each other of their own things, like and, yeah, and their own beliefs. They're like flip floppers. Oh, flip flopping around. You said it. Oh man, but th- this movie is low on my list of John Carpenter movies for sure. I would, I would say that the premise and idea far is way bigger than the actual film itself. Yes. Yeah. The ex, the the idea is great. The execution was not not as not good. as good. Yes. Uh, it wasn't poor or anything. It was. It could have been a great thirty minute Twilight Zone episode. Like an amazing thirty minute Twilight Zone oh, yeah. episode, but stretched out to ninety minutes, filled with a couple different action scenes and mm-hmm. just a lot of scene chewery, a lot of landscapes and things. Yeah, and, a lot of and then a lot of good just one liner deliveries. If you do want to see an episode of the Twilight Zone that is vaguely similar, watch this episode called uh, "Will the Real Martian Stand Up or Please Stand Up." Oh, okay. And it's, it's similar, not exactly the same, but it's maybe like the beginning of an alien race coming over to take over Earth. But it all takes place in a diner. These patrons oh. of the diner know that one of them is an alien, that one. but they don't know which one. So it's like Werewolf, the TV show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'd take it. Yeah. I would want to watch that. That sounds great. <laughs> would have been better with Kurt Russell. Would have been more no- more notable, I guess. Yeah, I want to say I, I think I, I personally would have enjoyed this more with Kurt Russell, but I think at the time it may have been too much Kurt Russell and John Carpenter movies because I mean that was like yeah, this might have eighties would have been the thing. Yeah, it would I was have just been big gonna... trouble. It would have been Escape from New York. It would have been a little confused why they used Roddy Piper because he wasn't really an actor. Like he, he had been in a couple things. Yeah. He was. It, uh, I know he was injured at the time of his uh, acting career. Not maybe not specifically this movie, but he did have to take time off from wrestling, and he just pursued acting. Mm, for, for, okay. For maybe Carpenter's years. just a big wrestling fan and was like, I need, "I need him in a film." There's, there's several wrestling moves in that fight scene. <laughs> there definitely are they're, several wrestling moves peppered in there. I mean, it wouldn't be your typical choice, though. No, um, that's for sure. Going against the grain, and maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, because the other options out of like buffed up guys would be Stallone. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it was 80s action time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm curious if they ever tried the a role reversal of Keith David as the main character and Rowdy Rod as the other mm. guy. I wonder if that would, I would have uh, preferred that way more. Something. I think I would have preferred that, but I don't know if I'm just saying that because Keith David, I think, was really, really good in this movie and just a really good actor in general. <laughs> but I felt like he was so believable and relatable in this film. Like, I, I identified him with Rowdy Rod. I feel like I, I don't know if it was him or the character, but, you know, he's, like, just sort of this, almost like a caricature of a character. I don't know if that sounds <laughs> kind of dumb, but... I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about what you mean with what you're saying right now. Like, um, I don't know, he feels like a very, he's very stereotypical in a couple of ways of, like, this stand-apart lead actor role. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's deliver he's the one delivering the one-liners. He's the one that's, like, shooting everybody from the hip and... <clears throat> Anyway, Keith David is like everybody else that's just like, 
gets woken up by this guy and is just like, what is going on? Oh my God. And freaking out the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you you asked if the, he was maybe like a, a vet or whatever, but it seemed like they were just two regular dudes who were just trying to figure stuff out as mm-hmm. they were going along. Right, right. I mean, there's no mention of Vietnam anywhere. No. <laughs> no, that's true. That was a good correction. Uh, Rowdy Roddy just takes it upon himself. He grabs uh, a gun from a police officer and just, I don't know what his plan is, but he ends up just being into a bank and just blowing the place up. Without any real yeah, he never idea had of repercussions. <laughs> he never had a plan ever throughout this entire movie. Yeah. And he, he's really good about only killing the aliens. He literally <laughs> stumbles into every situation with each new scene. <laughs> he, does, he just sort of he falls pushed into out a like, window. Oh, into, God! And then he gets away. Yeah, he get, gets pushed out a window into a bank. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess I'll shoot everybody. Yeah, I'm wondering if he like would have gotten kidnapped by the police if they would have... That been too expensive to shoot to prison, but that I mean that could have been pretty interesting too. Where yeah. maybe they'd like break him out or something like that could have hmm. happened. Maybe he like met Keith David in the jail and they had like teamed up to get out. Mm-hmm. That would have been pretty neat. There's so many other things that could have happened. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is a movie that I would I would like I wouldn't be afraid of like a reboot or something if they produced it. Yeah, they just blew a lot of their money. I felt like the the scenes in the Hooverville town. With like helicopters and the bulldozers, bulldozers <laughs> yeah. and extras and guns and um, the same thing at the end where they like they raid the warehouse like yeah and then they also have like the helicopter at the end of the film like that, that there's money on <laughs> yeah, the like screen two right helicopters there. at the end of the film yeah yeah that's that's where John puts his money <laughs> yeah I feel like there could have been an element too of this just being like a drama in a way where a character like realizes that no one really like believes him yeah but I, yeah I don't know exactly how it would play out but this went like such a interesting route and i'm i'm sure this is probably the same for the story mm-hmm. where it's just like one guy versus or like one tiny tiny group of people versus like the world right of this of these aliens <laughs> it just seems it seems well, a little far-fetched and they even mentioned it in the film they like like the guy who was in the hooverville becomes like a collaborator with the aliens he's just like what do you think you're gonna he's like there the countries don't even exist anymore like in secret it's just all aliens everywhere like what do you think you're gonna accomplish yeah the idea itself is just too big to have a resolution it's just right. oh yeah it's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're like yeah and they can immediately warp to other planets it's not it's like it wasn't even they like bring a, a whole army yeah. tomorrow oh yeah it's like it's not even like they're about to try and take over here it's like that happened a while ago this, and there's this really... is a 10 season hbo special like show <laughs> yes. like um v i know that had like similar yeah um yeah there you go see once they wrap game of vibes. thrones they can move to this as their new big epic series i would I dwayne would the rock that. johnson's with, gonna reboot with this. dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> could keep david back though get him in a in yeah they should have keep david back he'd be like i wasn't actually killed in the first i was just in a coma oh if it was uh a sequel a tv show sequel of the film oh man has that ever happened i think that'd be pretty sweet I think it, that could totally work. It took work. the continuity of the movie and made it into a TV show. <laughs> I think uh, this could totally work as like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Did that, yeah. Oh yeah, did, yeah. Did that maybe like have some continuity to the movie? It. I mean, yeah, there were um sim- I, I kind of similar characters. I'd have to watch the first episode. I guess. I'm not sure if I'm thinking of one that went from movie to TV series. Yeah. Twin Peaks. No, that that was that the was TV show to movie. X-Files yeah. was TV show to movie. I don't know. Mm. I'm sure every, like, there's, there's, probably, a there's probably people listening that are like, you guys are idiots. There's a bunch. And there's this like, one and that one and this one. Yeah. And Two and a half men. Wait. The odd couple. Boom. I got one. I got one. Yeah. You got two now. Oh, man. <laughs> Join us on our next episode when we talk about The Ring. 
whatremember.com for t-shirts, Twitter, whatremember, facebook.com slash whatremember, and we still have Christmas episodes available for streaming, whatremember.bandcamp.com. I thought you boys understood. It's business. That, that's all it is. You still don't get it, do you, boys? There ain't no countries anymore. No more good guys. They're running the whole show. They own everything, the whole goddamn planet. They can do whatever they want. What's wrong with having it good for a change? Now, they're going to let us have it good if we just help them. They're going to leave us alone. Let us make some money. You can have a little taste of that good life, too. Now, I know you want it. Hell, everybody does. You do it to your own kind. What's the threat? We all sell out every day. Might as well be on the winning team. See you, boys.